Legally, we cannot be held responsible for anything that any parent does after listening to Talking Sons. Welcome to Talking Sons, the floweriest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons Community Edition, Episode 7, The Daddle Acts of Hatred. The music goes here. Dang, 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 dang. Hi, my name is Jamie, and my dad fact is that I am raising a little monster. Every so often, you're watching your kid, and they just do something, and you go, where the hell did that come from? Well, that happened to me today when I handed him, like, a stack of, like, six or eight Pringles chips, and rather than just, like, peeling off one at a time and popping them into his mouth like a normal person, he just takes a whole stack and just, like, bit off a side of it, just crunch. And that's what he did for the entire stack. Like, he just kind of walked around with it, like, holding all the crumbs and stuff in with his little baby hand, just crunching and munching around the house. That sounds like the normal person thing to do. That's what I do. That's incredible. No, that's that's some serial killer vibes there. Oh, shit. Um, Emma, what's your dad fact? Hi, my name is Emma. Um, And my dad fact is I'm trying to convince my DM for my D&D campaign that I actually play with Kelly to let me call Eldritch Blast Baja Blast. He has not said anything about it yet. We're going to make him do it. Yeah, we're going to make him do it. So Mark, if you're listening. He's not. He's definitely not. (laughs) Does your character have like a Valley Girl accent? Like, I totally like cast Baja Blast. No. But we also play with someone who is Swedish. And he said that Baja in Swedish is poop. So. (laughs) Wow. Poop blast. Please just take that information in. Yeah. Enjoy it. I didn't know that. Next Saturday, Emma will be using Baja Blast on all of our opponents. Yeah. And also, I might take the Valley Girl accent now because I'm trying to nail down a good character voice. Hi, my name is Kelly. And my dad fact is I gave my dog a bath today and uh, he did that thing where he looked at me like I was murdering him and full-on Sarah McLaughlin eyes and was shivering even though he wasn't cold. He was fine. He was totally fine, guys. But he acted like I murdered him. Oh, God, no. No. I don't need to hear that. (laughs) Hi, my name is Kat, and my dad fact is uh, I shaved all my hair off. I I got a little stir crazy. I've been working from home for four weeks now with my partner and my roommate and my two cats in 600 square feet. And I guess the hair was just one thing too much. And so my partner shaved it all off for me. Yikes. Hell yeah. I feel empowered. I mean, you look bitchin'. I feel like full Furiosa. So yeah, it, it comes through. Nice. Anyway, we are here to talk about Episode 7, The Battle Axe of Hatred. In this episode, the dads did some drugs and stayed out of school, which seems not right. I mean, that's also paralleling what's happening now. That's what everyone's doing. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Don't true. do school. Stay in drugs. We are all just doing drugs and staying out of school. Yep. Ontario tried to shut down the drug usage and then was like, maybe, no, you know what? We're going to backpedal and reopen everything again. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're sorry. Good. I mean, uh, Ontario knows that Rob Ford was mayor, right? Oh, it knows. Rob Ford was the mayor. And now his brother is the premier. Shut up. For all your American people, the premier is like the equivalent of a governor, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, So it's buck wild. Holy shit. That's awesome. No. That's fucking crazy. (laughs) We met Nick and the water mice. (laughs) Yes. Nick did his incredible three-point blade landing on the van's hood. God, this van... This poor van at this point. Yeah. And this is only episode seven. Odyssey-san has been through a lot. Odyssey-san has seen some shit. Do you think there's like car therapy for cars to go to therapy? That was a dumb thought the minute it came out of my mouth. Please come on. I was just going to let you keep on riding. Nope. Nope. (laughs) They they go see a psychiatrist. Fuck off. Jesus, fuck off. I'm so mad. That was so angry. I feel less bad about my thing now. Yeah, I I like Emma's in comparison to yours. Jesus. All right. So Nick then details how he has to (laughs) steal the battle axe of hatred or I'm using air quotes here. Get his head cut off uh, by the boss boss. I thought it like his head was would just fall off because of the curse. Yes. Yes. What was the boss's name? I forgot her name already. There's Ellery, and then there's the boss above. I listened to the episode before this for once, actually. I mean, I did too. You're not special. I am special, Kelly, actually. I am. Anyways, so there's Ellery, and then there's, like, the sorcerer dude. Right, who turns out to be not real. Right. Not real and not important, because the whole curse thing, it, it was just like, yeah, I don't know. You gotta go along or else your head falls off, right? Yeah, sure. That seemed fair. Yeah. And I mean, it was a lie Nick told just so that he wouldn't have to leave the water mice. Just wants to hang out with his dad and be cool doing blade poses. And become season five Breaking Bad drug lords. Side note, I lose sleep at night because I know I'll never be as cool as a fictional child from a podcast. Do you mean Yeet Bigly? I mean, yes, Yeet Bigly. But like, that's also like pinnacle cool. Yeah. But like... Also, like, Nick Close, I'm not going to be as cool as him ever. Yeah. I, I've made peace with the fact that, like, I'm not even as cool as Payton. Payton <laughs> so cool, though. But, Jamie, you do have the eye of the tiger. Don't be down on yourself. Or at least the eye of a house cat. Like, you can work your way up. I believe in you. So they build a plan to smoke out the Red Brands because Freddy has just this absolutely insane urge to you know there's not enough chaos so dear sweet freddie wong decides to throw a fucking grenade and slash or giant drug flower bundle into a shack of people basically yeah guinness world record for the largest hot box yes and guinness world record is just someone in a tavern in Faerun. so just jot that down I play a game when I listen to this podcast called Has Freddie Wong Never Smoked Weed in His Life Before or Does He Smoke Weed All the Time? And 
honestly, I'm like, we don't know the answer to this. Question. Yeah, I'm 50 50. Yeah, it's 50 50. <laughs> like some days I'm like, oh, yeah, he knows what he's doing. And then some days I'm like, what is he talking about? And I say that like I smoke weed all the time. I do not. See, I do. Because it's legal <laughs> in Canada. Yeah, it's, like, legal. Mm, mm. It's, it's very clear that Freddie Wong has a very deep and loving and mutual relationship with weed. And they are very happy life partners. True. When a man and weed love each other very much. You see some of the people from my high school. Anyway, <laughs> move along. Um, at that point. Oh, yeah, they do the plan. Charge the door. And then Matt's what? Crit fail? I believe uh, Matt smacks himself in the face. And does Freddy smack himself in the nuts once or twice? I think twice, actually. You're right. Like one for each nut. Unfortunately, I think we missed part of that. The piss cloths. Right. Uh, That's what I was. That's what I was going towards because very unfortunate that we have to talk about it the hardcore history (laughs) reference is is so good and it ties into the next show's intro which is possibly one of my favorites freddy's dan carlin impression is extremely good but god the introduction of fan favorite scam likely yes just iconic a one-off bit in anthony's mind i miss him (laughs) Maybe he'll come back. Anyway, let's uh let's roll for some pee here. Yeah. Oh, I got an app on my phone. Let's see. Roll for piss. Roll for piss, guys. If you get a natural twenty, you uh you can vibe with Matt. Okay. <laughs> Will you roll for all of us, guys? I rolled a five. Okay. okay. So I mean, it's just a trickle. It's fine. It's. Oh, <laughs> I did take that personality quiz, and I am Beth. So a little bit of performance anxiety. Like it's okay. Just a little bit. Yeah. So another one of my favorite moments exists in this episode, which is Henry's very bad trip because God, it's so good. It really is. It's poetry. And he rolls a nat one on that con say, was it a con save or a con check? Who knows? They don't actually use both of those. I think he was just kind of rolling to see like a generic challenge, maybe. I think it was like how many of these flowers are going to affect him. And then it was like, you know what? It's just all of them because that's all that's all you can do with a nat one. And props to Will for playing all of those out at once. It was absolutely brilliant. Beth contributing the pants immediately. Like first thought Ron would give him some pants. Yep. Just like Oscar worthy. Yeah. Will had some very good role playing throughout this entire episode from like the the comment about like vocabulary for the SATs yes. when he brings up dragooned and then like you know some dad side eye with just like mm. major dad side eye like just will was on point this episode yeah i feel like this was will getting into his character groove and just like nailing it firing on all cylinders because he's floating <laughs> He's nauseous. He's paranoid. He's dead. He's telling the truth a lot. He forgets the last five minutes. And then there's that kiss. That kiss. I would like to bring up that in character. He's like, you kissed me, buddy. No, you You did the kissing. You kissed him. The other way, bud. Shut him up. Yeah. Nope. Like (laughs) switch it around, bud. (laughs) Also like the, how did that make you feel? And him being like, pretty weird you're just like 
Oh, that has, mm, yes, perfect. Such potential there. Like, mwah, beautiful, yes. excellent. <laughs> weird is so vague. You can take it so many weird Wait, weird. Jesus. Yeah, because weird doesn't mean one thing. Exactly. It's everything. I think this was probably the moment that kind of set up our expectations. And those expectations have been cruelly dashed every step of the way. I believe that, like, if you go to our website, we have in the sidebar, how many episodes has it been since Daryl and Henry kissed? And this is the episode that we count up from. It's been 23. It's been too long. Truly, I think this episode was not to plug my own stuff, but I have done a series of hot Daryl comics, which they have talked about in Talking Dads. <laughs> and I just want to say that if I was to sit down with a psychologist and they were like, tell me, what do you think was the source of hot Daryl? It's probably this episode. Right. And I mean, this is the the moment from which all inspiration has sprung. This literally got you back into art. We cannot downplay that. Yeah. Yes. This is this is very true. <laughs> you know, kind of looking back on it and kind of going through it, it feels like that this was kind of like the peak of the early phase where they were kind of finding their characters and locking in. And then after this, you know, after this episode, after these arcs, they kind of, I don't know, it feels like that they're exploring other aspects of it. But yeah, this definitely feels like kind of the peak character moments for for the, the, the players as they're all locking into who they are. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The interaction between Glenn and Nick just tells us so much about Glenn. Like, yes, he's a terrible, terrible father in the sense that he doesn't put boundaries around his kid, healthy boundaries, but their interaction is probably one of the cutest things. Mm -hmm. Yes. That in this podcast, just like the, what's up, Glenn? And you're just like, oh, my precious child. It's like, love that we're on a first name basis. What? Of course you're on a first name basis with your kid. I don't know. I don't call my mom by her first name. I don't call my dad by their first name. Like, maybe it's like a how you're raised kind of thing. But I'm like, oh my God, so cute. Sometimes I call Steph and Steve, Steph and Steve. But most of the time I don't. I'll call my dad Tony. Big game Tony Sunday. Big game Tony Sunday. And then I'll call my mom Jodeth. Her name is not Jodeth. It's Jody. I do not call my parents by their names. <laughs> I am I am very formal. I don't even call my children by their names. <laughs> child one and child two. Sons, I have a lesson to impart to you right now. Fruit of my loin, gather around me. <laughs> For Side me a boy. I, I also want to point out how this was kind of like the height of Anthony. I want to call him Andrew for some reason. Andrew. Uh, His Andrew name is Andrew. Andrew. Yeah, yeah I, I, like how Andrew Anthony was just, you know, pulling random names out of his hat. You know, Johnny No Ears, yes. who had wow. no ears, which was great. And, and like the NPC Heller. And it's like, when did the NPC name start showing up? Speaker Travis. <laughs> yeah. Like after the oh. Patreon started. I think it was, um... Are we sure Ellery's not a Patreon name? No, because they would have mentioned that it was a Patreon name. I feel like Payton was the first Patreon NPC name. Uh, yeah, either that or darn close to it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very bad at tracking stats, and also I don't do it. I mean, I can try and find out, but it might take me a while. I... <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't care enough to find out. Obviously, I care, but not enough to actually go searching it for it. That's that's fair. Yeah. All I know is that Payton shows up in 
I guess three episodes. So there's three episodes in this arc, and he shows up immediately after this arc is over. He shows up in episode nine because he and Nick fight. Oh, right. Well, do they pull up to the Bullywogs? Yeah, at the Bullywogs. Is that Battle Axe of Hatred 3? Yeah, yeah, and then Nick disappears at the Bullywogs. Right, 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 right. Okay, this all is coming together now. I thought for some reason that they fled, and that was it, but that's a discussion for another episode. But yes. And it continues and or sets the trend of the players trying to outfox combat and ending up in a god-awful horrible position of combat but we've also just fucked ourselves over yeah like they were so ill prepared for combat like even (laughs) even now are the dads wearing armor like they didn't even think about that i don't think so yeah so they're just unarmored and walking around with like evil skippets and battle axes they could have used some of that gem money for some fucking plate armor just like go into one equipment shop please when have they ever actually like planned anything in this podcast though correct that is a very good point they did a whole lot of planning in this episode and it ended up with them peeing on each other's faces or their own faces i mean it was only a matter of time before water sports was introduced to this podcast so i'm pretty sure will said those exact words in the episode i'm pretty sure i was like as i'm saying it i'm like "Mm, i feel like it's either will or anthony i'm vibing with one of them am i am i quoting will right now i don't know i do quote will quite a bit in real life so that's a little unsettling is is will your spirit animal no i think matt's my spirit animal nikki is to anthony as cat is to will oh that's a scary that means that will and i are constantly at odds and i don't think either of us are capable of that i don't think either will nor myself has the um the vinegar in their soul the way nikki and anthony do no 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 i I think it's maybe like if you've ever had hamsters you know you do not put two hamsters two golden hamsters in the same cage because they will fight they're small and they're angry and they're sharp and if you put them in a confined space they will fight but there are other types of animals that you can put in a cage and they'll just chill like guinea pigs. You put two guinea pigs in a cage and they're just happy. Two guinea pigs will fuck. Oh my God. Emma, we tried to avoid it so much today. That's not porn. That's just true. Guinea pigs are horny bastards. So somebody described Will as like an otter man, but I'm definitely not an otter. I'm more like a copybara. They're what I want to be when I grow up. So just I guess we can up. chill. Yeah, like the capybara and like the alligator. So you just like chill. Yeah. Is the capybara like a class of gay man? (laughs) No, it's a capybara, Jamie. You don't have to make it weird. I feel like it should be. When you describe a man as an otter, it is a, I don't know, a tall, slender, hairy gay man. Are you kidding me? Is that a thing? I didn't know that. How did you know that? that? There's bears, otters, twinks, twunks. I mean, I know a twink and um, I know a bear. I draw yeah. fan art. Yeah. Ron is a twink True. and Daryl is a bear. I, I mean, I, I would have to say that like otters are slender bears. And so when yeah. someone described yes. Will as an otter, they probably weren't describing the... Uh... No. Anyways, a capybara should be a hairy gay man, but he's from South America. A short, very chill, very hairy gay man who gets yeah. along with everybody. Exactly. exactly. Oh my God, you guys. We haven't talked about the most important thing that gets brought up in this episode. Fuck what? Igneous B.I.G. 
Oh my god, yeah. because the album is gonna drop. Yeah, I forgot about that. Fuck. This hot yeah. as hell album is about to drop from Igneous B.I.G. Uh, Will's alternate, alternate personality. Willathan J. Campos. I oh. cannot tell you how excited I am for this. That would be amazing if, like, in the past couple of episodes, not like five and six, but like 30 and 31, he's been fighting to hide a door in his in his mind, and the door is, like, rattling whenever he sees his dad. And it would just be amazing if Ignis B.I.G. just, like, busted out of the door and, like, came out and started <laughs> dropping fat beats. Oh, my God. I mean, he does drop a fairly great rhyme about racism, so... Absolutely. Yeah. Far more competent than it has any right to be. Mm -hmm. It's the story of the Dungeons and Daddies podcast. Pretty much. I would say that is completely accurate. That's an accurate assessment. God, I'm so excited for that album. I know. It's going to be on repeat, full volume. I'm going to annoy my family with it because I'm back home. Right. And I mean, all of us are basically locked in a room. So we're all going to be annoying the people around us with this. Oh, I'm already there. I'm just going to kick it up to 11. Yeah. I just, I want them to know how much this will mean to us. Fresh content. Yes, because we already have that song that uh, Rob made, the Henry Oak coming in hot, which I believe is a remix of the video they posted on Twitter announcing that they've hit this Patreon goal and they're going to release this album. And sometimes I put that like minute and a half song on repeat while I'm drawing. And the next thing I know, an hour's passed. So just really? saying, guys. I love you, Kat, so much. I, that ADD gives me that hyper focus, baby. Yep. Sometimes you just got to hyper focus. Yeah. Thank you, Will Campos, for facilitating my fan art production. And Australian Rob. Yeah. Australian Rob. I can't do it without you, man. We love you. We love all of you. And now a word from our sponsor. You've always had flowers to brighten your day. Flowers are perfect for any occasion. Mother's Day, birthdays, apologies, or just for a good time. Call 1-800-WATER-MICE for a quick and easy delivery of magic flowers to that special someone in your life. These beautiful blooms make the perfect centerpiece for your kitchen table or as a grab bag party starter at your next rave. For a limited time only, you can get our first date special, a special bouquet centered around the white flower of truth that lets you really get to know your date. Also included is a single yellow flower, so if and when the ugly truth shows up, you can use it to escape. Or go with the pink variant and simply get them to forget the last five minutes ever happened so you can duck out real quick. Never to see them again. Call 1-800-WATER-MICE to send a special bouquet to your friends or enemies today. So thank you to uh, 1-800-WATER-MICE for sponsoring this episode. And uh, moving on uh, to our Talking Suns Community Edition exclusive, Making Friends with the Sun Squad where we will create an item, character, or location that will be submitted via the Patreon character submission form. I feel like we should do a location. Because locations get used a lot. Mm, This is true. Can we have a location just full of women? Yes. (laughs) A lesbian bar. Because Anthony introduces Ellery in this episode, which was like, finally, thank God, a woman a competent woman who's in charge. And then, of course, he dashed our hopes because 
I think we get Aaron O'Neill after this, and then what? Where are the women, Anthony? You got Killa. Anthony, Anthony, this is Kat. I'm talking to you. I'm I'm the only one you like. Anthony, please, where are the women? Anthony, do you need me to draw them for you? I'll draw them. I'll draw them. I'll do that for you, Anthony. He did respond to that criticism and did say that it's super valid, and he is planning on bringing in more women. I will take that disaster women rep. Anthony, this isn't a criticism. This is not an attack. I'm offering my support here. Do you need me to draw them for you? I can do it. You just hit me up. We're friends on Facebook. You can send me a message. I will draw them for you. Okay, so the the starting seed, the 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 need that we're filling is where have the women been at? So this is a place where all the women have been while the dads have been gallivanting around Faerun. The Competent Women Convention. Oh my god. That's where all the women are. They're at the Competent Women Convention. The CMC. Yeah, Faerun's the CMC. annual CMC. Competent Women Con- er, wait. wait, how do they spell women in Canada? Yeah, wait, how do wow, you spell that's a good question. I was just ready to accept that. I'm like, yep. <laughs> the CWC. I would claim I'm dyslexic, but I'm not. Oh, competent women convention. And what year do we think it is in Faerun? Seven. Year seven. Okay. Year seven. It's the seventh year they've been doing it. And it just goes on all year long because they've been out longer than a conference weekend. Yeah, it's like South by Southwest. Yeah, it's like a retreat. There's workshops. Yeah, it's a retreat. That's where all the competent women are. They go on a retreat to become more competent. Mm-hmm. Not like they need it. They just need to like keep their skills at that top peak performance. Yeah. So really what we need to do is have the dads get to the competent women convention year seven. Yeah. In order to like buff that party up. Yeah. Anthony, mm-hmm. we're giving you an out right here. Use it. Aaron doesn't need to go because Aaron is already fully competent. Yeah. They asked her to come and chair the convention every year, but um, she had to decline this year. She only does the kickoff speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ask her to be like a keynote speaker every year. And she's like, I got things to do. I'll only do it like the opening speech. And she does it. And then she leaves. She's a mom. She's a plant mom. She yeah, has she responsibilities at home. Exactly. They have like workshops on like how to deal with incompetent men in your life. Specifically, four dads traveling around in a fucking minivan. If they set foot in there, what would it be? Would it be like some sort of a a dungeon that they would have to like navigate a whole bunch of like RP sessions? And would they get some sort of a reward or would it just be like where they would go and maybe learn how to become competent women? I think it's a mixture of both. I think that the end goal is to include another competent woman in the party. Maybe to teach Ron to be a powerful woman who is really, you know, comfortable in his own masculinity and accepting that that role that he needs. See, I worked at a summer camp last summer where it was like I coached young girls about like sports, but also like self-esteem and things like that. So maybe they have like workshops on like defying stereotypes and why it's okay if you do fall into stereotypes and like. Ron could benefit from that mm-hmm. by like learning about like it's okay to know and it would be good because he just met up with Willie like yeah this would fuck. get rid of some of that Willie Stampler toxic masculinity that he has going yeah on. that Willie Stampler stank 
It's the competent women convention, but it doesn't just benefit women. Correct. It benefits everyone. Like, it's mainly directed at competent women, but it's mainly just led by competent women to create more competent women. But it also, like, it's open to everyone. It's run by the competent women society. It's not like, you know, in, in cybersecurity, there's a big convention called RSA. And it's not for RSA. It's put on by the company called RSA. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. A rising tide helps all boats. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to gain entry unless they had either one, Aaron O'Neill to vouch for them, or two, I think someone could just, like, I think there's, what, one phone left, and Daryl could just call Mercedes and get them entry. She has a season pass. Yeah. She astral projects into the Competent Women Convention. Absolutely. Mercedes Oak Garcia reaching our hearts. And the Faerun Competent Women's Convention. And, like, it works, because, like, the time dilation things. And so it's, like, she's, like, asleep for a night, but she's there at the convention for, like, a month. It works. Those damn crystals. Yeah, and the world is so messed up that this convention just has to go year-round because there's so much to teach. Yeah, you can come and go as you please. I mean, to be fair, one of the things that gets brought up in this episode is the need to abolish slavery in Faerun. So maybe that's one of the things they're trying to tackle. So, competent women convention. Fucking nailed it in one. There you go, Anthony. One take. It's a convention where the dads can go to learn from and become competent women. Exactly. And in doing so, they may be able to come up with a better plan like we are about to do right now. (laughs) I actually did not hate that. Okay. Yep. So the dads in this episode, they spent what felt like approximately 45 years coming up with a plan to smoke out the red brands, put piss rags on their faces, perform animal cruelty. And ultimately, it turned out to be just absolutely terrible because they walked in the front door and fumbled a roll. How would we do that better? I would just like ram Odyssey son through the door. What's it made of? Flimsy wood just fucking ram through the door. What are they going to do? Stop a car? No, it's a car. Yeah, and that also will give them the element of surprise. You get a surprise round off. You get Ron to do some actual, like, you know, rogue shit and stab some people. You get people to use their area of effect spells. Okay, just fucking kill them. Just kill them. Just kill them. Don't nut yourself. Don't nut yourself. Don't like hit yourself in the face. Don't pee on shit. Just you kill them anyway. Just yeah. just commit to the bit. Yeah. Just like ram through the door with your car because it's a car. They're not getting through a car. They're not beating a car. I've said car so many times. <laughs> and you get out and you just start wailing on them. Odyssey son is more than a car. She is a lady. She is a lady. She's a competent lady. That can ram through people. She belongs at the competent women's convention. She belongs at the competent women's convention. Just ram through people and like you just start wailing. You got two people who can do magic. You got a barbarian. You got a rogue. Do some sneaky shit. Do some running full on in. Hit them with the fucking axe. And get the battle axe of hatred. It's easy. It's easy, and you won't suffer the ill effects of the flowers that you smoke them out with. There you go. Just kill them. We got in one. (laughs) Was this just an excuse for Glenn to get high? 
Yep. Is he just looking for an excuse the whole time? It's just like, mm, how do I get real high on these flowers? <laughs> Probably. You don't have to nut yourself, Glenn. You don't. I feel like this can also be a lesson for going on further into the podcast. That making a plan doesn't have to take 45 fucking minutes. You can do it in like five. <laughs> you can do it in five. And it also doesn't have to be eight billion parts. Yeah. It's like the, um, have you ever seen the old heist movies where in general, the more you know about a plan, the more likely it is to succeed. If they get down and they all start talking about, okay, so we're going to start at the front door. We're going to go to this room. We're going to go to that room. It's going to fail at every step of the way because you as an audience knows what's happening and it's not exciting to see a plan unfold as it's being read. Whereas when one character winks and goes, I have a plan. And then you see the plan unfold. That's what's interesting as an audience. And so they spent all this time planning and it just went to shit right away. So good on them for following that trope. But yeah. 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 When in doubt, hit people with your car. Hit people with your car and also magic because you can do that. Yep. Just let Odyssey San take care of it. Yeah. She's a fixer. Yeah. Let Odyssey San work her car magic of kinetic energy and collisions. You might mm. even call it karma. Yeah. Oh. Internal combustion engine powered by Japanese compliments. Also, get yourself a warlock so you can cast Baja Blast. Random plug for the week. What do we all got? I've been playing Shantae and the Pirate's Curse. It's like a five-year-old game, but I just found it. And it's fun. I'm playing it. You get to play as a genie. It doesn't have any magic powers. And it's like a Metroidvania for kids. You just kind of run around, get keys and stuff, get abilities. Nice. I will plug... Uh, big game tony sunday what you do you go play some football with your kid out on your front lawn yep <laughs> i don't do anything <laughs> just plug your animal crossing like you were trying to do yep um come to my so i have my island in fucking awesome big game tony sunday is a my brother my brother and me reference by the way it is? Oh, I didn't even realize that. I, I was just, just ruined like, yep. Emma's life. It's actually a wonderful episode of the show, too, so you should listen to it, and it'll confuse your dad. I will. Um, so I'll plug my island. I'm not going to give out my code. I'm just going to plug my island. It's called Lesbeans, because I'm a lesbian. But also, <laughs> beans. But also beans. Oh, beans. Ah, beans. My flag for the island is the lesbian pride flag with a bean on it, but it doesn't look much like a bean because I'm bad at drawing. <laughs> um, my fandom plug for the week is Final Fantasy VII. I have actually never played it before, and I am playing the new release of it, and I'm finally figuring out why my childhood best friend's AIM screen name was Sephiroth Rocks. So I'm really excited to find out who this silver-haired gentleman is and why he rocks. Kat, do you have a plug for the week? I do have a plug for the week. This plug is for a hashtag, and it's give Glenn Close a boyfriend. <laughs> please, please. This man needs a stabilizing influence in his life. Please. Just a competent boyfriend. He can be at the competent women convention. Hashtag give Glenn Close a boyfriend. Follow it. Live it. Follow it both in the Twitter sense and also, like, follow it as a directive and do it. Yes. Freddy. <laughs> All right. 
I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. Bang, 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 bang. This podcast was created and produced by a scheming group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Ignity. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Find the Talking Sons podcast wherever fine podcasts are rented, or follow us on Twitter or Facebook via the at Talking Sons handle. If you enjoyed this community episode and would like to be a part of one in the future, ask around the right Dungeons and Daddies fan communities. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode seven? Yeah!